Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Rhea Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister... Hi, I'm Sarah Matthews. Biology A-Level, topic by topic, to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Our topic for our very first episode is the structure of eukaryotic cells. Sarah, what do you remember about cells or even the word eukaryotic? I remember nothing about the word eukaryotic. Okay. But I do remember some stuff about cells, mainly because I can see the pictures right in front of me mm-hmm. that you've drawn, these excellent <laughs> pictures. Um, I remember some parts of the cell, um, uh, the mitochondria, cell wall, nucleus, just uh, some of the basic sort of parts of the cell, but... Uh, I don't remember much more, Okay, well, we can work on that. Okay, yeah. so you've named some organelles in a cell, which is basically a really good start, okay? Mm-hmm. So the word eukaryotic is means a cell that has any clearly defined nucleus, okay? Yeah. So it has to have a structure inside it that's got a, a, like a nuclear envelope around it and DNA inside. Oh, I think I'm remembering something. Plant cells don't have a nucleus? Plant cells do have a nucleus. (laughs) Something doesn't have a nucleus? Is there anything that doesn't? Well, next episode we will talk about cells that don't have a nucleus. Okay. Okay? So there's a special word for those as well. So is that okay? Eukaryotic cells, clearly defined nucleus. Clearly got a nucleus. Got it. Okay. So that would be your basic animal cell, plant cell, fungi cells, and Mm -hmm. algal cells. Okay. New word. New word. Algal. Algal. Algae. Algae, okay, got yeah. it. So yeah, so like the green stuff that grows where it's moist and yeah. a bit pondy. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. So you remember that animal and plant cells, which are sort of the main focus of our lesson today. Yes. Our episodes today. Animal, plant. Animal and plant, mm-hmm. okay. They have uh, very sort of similar structures, okay, but a plant cell has a few extra things. Okay, do you remember any of that? So, hang on, so a plant cell's got extra things. Extra stuff, yeah. Okay. And is that like... Where one of them has a cell wall and one of them doesn't. That's right. Um, and then I'm, I'm not, I can't really think of much else. Okay. So as we go through the episode, as we talk about each of the organelles, we'll try and make it clear which one, which cells they're in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that okay? Yes. Right. So let's take a look at the organelles in a typical animal cell. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you this picture, as you've already said, a lovely hand-drawn picture. Excellent of, picture. Uh, of an, a eukaryotic animal cell. Mm-hmm. Now, the picture that I'm showing Sarah is actually going to be available on our website, uh, teachmescience.co.uk. And if you would like basically the same picture she's got. If you've got your textbook with a really decent picture in it, use that. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But if you want the picture that Sarah's looking at exactly, then just go to our website. I mean, and why wouldn't you want to see this? Why wouldn't you want to see this excellent drawing? It's part of part of the process for me 
is I'm going to give you lovely hand-drawn diagrams. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys? And They're yours for what free. We'll do is, what can I you, say? If you go onto the website, teachmescience.co.uk, I'll put it in the little resources tab bit for you all. Okay. Okay, so as you can see from that picture, Sarah, there's a lot more in it than just the basic GCSE cell that you'd have looked at before, Mm. okay? Um, You probably were just given something that looked like a bit like a fried egg before, but there's a lot more to it now. Yeah. Okay? So, it's really important for A-level that you recognise each organelle, okay? Yes. You have to be able to, by sight, say, well, that's that. That's a nucleus. That's a mitochondria. Mm-hmm. Okay, but not only from a diagram, but also from a micrograph. So a micrograph is a picture taken from a microscope. Okay. Yeah. So the basic structure will always look basically like that is in that diagram. Okay. Yeah. Uh, either in a in a picture. So in an exam question, it might just give you a diagram that has been drawn, or it might show you a picture taken from a microscope, and they all look the same. You just have to be able to recognise mm-hmm. them. So, let's start with number one. What yes. do you think that is, Sarah? The cell wall, or the edge of the cell. The new, the, the membrane. Okay, well done, yes. yes. I mean, that is a basic problem every year, students mixing up cell surface membrane with cell wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, just getting those things mixed up. Even at A-level, students will get that wrong. Yeah. Okay, and it's really important that that is something that you focus on when you're you know, learning this sort of very basic topic. Yeah. Okay. So um, that is called the cell surface membrane. Mm-hmm. It can also be referred to as the plasma membrane. Okay. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about this one right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a whole episode on cell surface membrane because it's massively important in transport. Okay. okay? And that's things um, coming in and out that's of the cell. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the transport of things into and out of the cell. That is the job of that cell membrane, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. It also has little structures on the outside, little receptors. Um, those receptors are made of, say, like uh, lipids or proteins, okay? An example I can give you would be, say that was a cell from a liver. The liver responds to the hormone insulin. So the insulin will attach to the outside, and what will happen is the liver will open in the membrane glucose channels, and the glucose can then flow into the cell and be converted because that's the job of the liver is to store the glucose so that if the cell has to inter- if its job is to interact with a hormone that hormone can attach to the cell and the cell can then do its job yeah does that make sense mhm yeah yeah and again we'll talk more about that in a later episode on cell surface membrane moving on to number 2 Sarah, number two is obviously the... Nucleus. Well done, okay. Now, it obviously looks quite a bit different to what you would have learned at GCSE. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more to it, a lot more structure to it. It's got what we call a nuclear envelope around the outside. It's like a membrane. Yeah. Okay? And in that membrane are pores, which means just little gaps, okay, so that RNA can move out of the cell, okay? That's quite important later on. Should I already know what RNA is? No, don't Great. worry about that. Got it. Don't worry about that. Okay. So the job of the nucleus is basically just to uh, it basically just contains DNA. It contains genetic information. Okay. Oh, so is that where all the chromosomes and are? And that's where all the chromosomes yes. are. Well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that little dark uh, bit that I've drawn is called yes. the nucleolus. Mm-hmm. And in the nucleolus is just a lip. Uh, it makes ribosomes. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. 
Moving on to number three. Do you recognise number three? It looks like a big leaf. It does look a bit like a big leaf. It doesn't help that I've coloured it in green. <laughs> that, um, that is... Is it... A classic organelle of a cell. I don't know. Is it... Um, I've got no idea. It's the mitochondria. Oh, God. <laughs> Should I say what I was thinking? <laughs> now, we're really going to get into the mitochondria when we do the topic of respiration. Powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of. So, um, you can see from the structure that it has an outer membrane and an inner membrane. Okay, so the outer membrane is just fairly straightforward. It's just a, a nice membrane around it. The inner membrane is folded into what we call cristae. Okay? okay, just those little protrusions that are just going into the into it. Okay, yeah. and then the liquidy jelly part that's in the middle, in the very middle, is called the matrix. So that is your basic mitochondria structure. Okay, yeah, sound okay. And you just said like a, a sort of a classic thing about the mitochondria powerhouse the of the powerhouse cell. Powerhouse of the cell. That will get you zero marks in an A level biology exam. Good. Okay, the job of the mitochondria is to release energy from respiration, Mm -hmm. okay? So that little organelle in that cell is carrying out one of the most important processes in that cell, and that is respiration. Oxygen? Taking all the oxygen and the glucose that you take into your body and converting it into glucose. It really is the powerhouse. I wonder where that (laughs) saying came from, if... It's not if it's going to get you no marks in an exam. Well, it's, it's it's like a description that... You can understand, isn't it? A, a sort of a more basic level. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the sort of thing, you know? It's like saying that the nucleus is the brain to get year seven to understand what the nucleus does. Hmm. Yeah? But you can't say that in an A-level biology exam. So it's the language that's important and it's the language that's going to get you those marks. Yeah. And we'll talk again more about that later. Mm-hmm. Okay? So respiration to release energy. Now that energy is in the form of a chemical called ATP. So you could say it produces ATP. Okay. But let me tell you this. If you say it produces energy, you will get no marks. Because energy is something that has to be released. So it has to be release energy or produce ATP. The wording is so important. That's so specific, isn't it? It is. And you will have your answer rejected by an examiner if you say produce energy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A Little Bit De Todo is a podcast about a little bit of everything for curious minds of all ages. I'm Christina, and you can tune in every weekday to learn about things like Cinco de Mayo, Chihuahuas, and volcanoes in Latin America. Episodes are bite-sized, 10 minutes long or less, and always Latin American related. Subscribe and follow A Little Bit De Todo podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so it's produce ATP... Yeah, and release energy. And release energy. They're the keys. They're the they key, are the key terms. The key words. Okay. And, and at GCSE now, that is what we teach. So anybody that's done GCSE biology or just mm-hmm. a, a basic combined science should know that. And okay. you've just got to carry that on now. Number four. Now number four is not inside the cell. No. Because that is something that is only found in a plant cell. So what okay. would that be? Um, a big green jelly bean. A big green jelly bean. I don't know what it is. Okay, that is called a chloroplast. Oh, okay. Okay. Should have guessed. Do you know? Do you remember what the chloroplast is about? Is it something to do with the sun? Yeah. 
So we will really, really get into chloroplasts when we do the photosynthesis topic. So yeah. we'll go into so much detail about this. Okay, so let's have a little discussion about the structure of a chloroplast. So can you see, it looks like stacks. Yes. Yeah. It, so it looks a little bit like, like little coins stacked on top of each other. The whole stack is called a grana. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the plural for that is granum. So you'd say granum. some granum. Okay. Or a grana. So you've got, okay. you've got a grana. And they are held together or linked together by just an extension of the little membrane that that they're made oh, of. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Called yeah. lamellae. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're not massively important, just they, you know it. Okay? And is there a chance, like, if you were in the A-level exam, it might ask you what lamellae, it might ask you to lay, like to say what it is? Or... They'd be very, very particular if it was. I've never really never seen, seen before. that before. Okay. It's just the focus is the structure itself. Like, can you recognise what this organelle is? And then it might ask you, but it's more likely to be linked to the photosynthesis topic what's actually inside okay so it's less likely to be about cell the cell yeah okay, okay? all right the individual s- stacks are made up of so as we like if we go back to the sort of coin thing mm-hmm. the coins or the individual parts of the stack are called thylakoids thylakoids make up the grana exactly yes okay and those thylakoids contain that really important green pigment chlorophyll and that is the pigment that traps light energy from the sun. Sunlight, yeah. In order for that chloroplast to carry out photosynthesis to make glucose. Right, number five will be something you have never heard of before. And I'll tell you that now, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Golgi apparatus. Okay? Golgi apparatus. Golgi apparatus. And what you've got coming off, you see the little pink ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They are called vesicles. And they just pinch off the end, okay? A little bit of the membrane just breaks off into a little ball, okay? okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So again, looking at it, recognise it. It's just flattened sacs of membrane. And that should be fairly straightforward and be able to be recognised in a, in a And what does that micrograph. do? Okay. So what you've got there is you've got a organelle that processes, modifies, and packages things that have been made in the cell, like lipids and proteins. So that cell will be making things, all right? Mm-hmm. But once, but when it's made, it'll be in its very sort of, you know, uh, early stages. So if anything needs to be added to it, if it needs to be folded in a particular way, the Golgi apparatus will do that. I have a question, Go on. and it might be a really stupid question. Okay. So we're all our bodies, right, are all made up of cells. Yep. So does a skin cell and, like, a cell from your heart or from your liver, do they all do exactly the same thing? No. So you're talking about two completely different specialised cells, okay? Uh-huh. So skin doesn't do anything. No. It just sits there being waterproof. Okay. And after a few hours, might get brushed away, might die get replaced really easily the heart contains lots of different types of cells so it'll contain fat cells for protection muscle cells for that constant pumping so they have different jobs would the skin cell and like what the heart cell for example like they all going to have the golgi apparatus it depends some cells have more of an organelle depending on its job mm-hmm. and again we'll talk a little bit more about that later okay so 
once the Golgi apparatus has processed whatever protein or lipid it has got to process or packaged or added to or folded or whatever, it shoves it to the end of the flattened membrane. And that's what the pink bit is. And puts it into the vesicle and, the, and that bit breaks off as a vesicle. Mm-hmm. And that vesicle will then carry that protein to the cell membrane for it to be released. And then where does it go? Wherever it needs to go. So, for instance, going back to uh, a little bit like we talked about earlier, we talked about the production of insulin. So insulin is used in the body to lower the blood sugar levels. Yes, Okay. It is. So its job is to, if the blood sugar level is too high, to ensure that that extra sugar is removed from the blood and it's sent to muscles and liver. The It's the cells in the pancreas's job, specific cells in the pancreas's job, to make that insulin. Insulin is a hormone. Hormones are proteins. So the proteins are being made in the cell. We'll talk a little bit about these later at the ribosomes. Okay. okay. Once that insulin has been made in its pure in its purest form, it's sent to the Golgi apparatus to be packaged or folded or whatever it needs to be. It's like a factory. Exactly. It's put into the vesicle and then it's sent out of the cell into the blood to do its job. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. So any cell that's producing an enzyme or a hormone or anything like that is just working away, making the, all these, you know, making all this protein and then just releasing it into the blood where it can act on its target organ, okay? Mm-hmm. And do its job. Moving on, thinking about the lysosomes, okay? So that would be number six. See the little blue things? Yep, just yeah. blue. Okay. Again, Fine another thing. just another membrane-bound organelle okay Okay. all the organelles you can see that we've talked about so far have a membrane around them don't they just yeah you can see that they're sort of contained they're individual to themselves okay it's really important that a lysosome is contained because a lysosome's job is to break down any say pathogens that have got into the body and got into that cell so bad things pathogens yep so viruses bacteria that sort of thing corona. yes corona <laughs> yes the um and, and the way that they do that is that they contain what we call digestive enzymes so very similar to the enzymes in our digestive system that mm. breaks down our food so the lysosome's job is to basically digest and break down to the basic components any pathogens that might be in the body and old worn parts of the cell that need to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Does that... How long does a cell last for? It depends on the cell. Okay. okay. So like say a red blood cell will last about 90 days. A skin oh, wow. cell might only last a few hours. You know, so lots of there's, every cell has a different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It depends on the place in the body. The, the stomach lining is replaced very, very quickly in the day. So, because mm-hmm. it's constantly worn away by acids and, things, like, yeah. and, and yeah. enzymes and things. I like get that. that. And moving on, we can talk about the ribosomes, number seven. Yes, the yeah. little black dots. Okay. So, ribosomes are the little black dots, but you'll also find them on number eight. And we'll talk about seven and eight a bit together. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So, you can see that number eight is dotted all along its surface with all these ribosomes. But you've also got some free ribosomes just in the cytoplasm by the way the cytoplasm is just that space 
that's not an organelle. So just like the orange bit? Yeah, like you learn at GCSE. It's a jelly-like substance, Mm -hmm. okay? So that's just there. Number eight is called rough endoplasmic reticulum, okay? I could never remember that. Rough endoplasmic reticulum. But you do. Yeah. You do remember it. Like, it sounds really complicated. It's your first lesson of A-level biology. And this is what happens, you know, A-level biology students spend a week thinking, oh, my God, all this new stuff. And then, actually, you just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So, rough endoplasmic reticulum. It's, again, very much like the Golgi, this flattened membrane structure. Yeah, it looks Okay. But the, the thing with the rough endoplasmic reticulum is it's rough because it is dotted all along with these ribosomes the job of ribosomes is protein synthesis protein synthesis so remember we talked about a cell's job is to make a hormone or a cell's job is to make an enzyme that is where that is going to happen any protein that is needed so will be made insulin ribosomes insulin is made in those ribosomes yes by those at those ribosomes and people who have diabetes type 1 who can't produce insulin. They can't produce those it from those ribosomes. Those cells don't work, yeah. The cells don't make the insulin that they're supposed to make. Now, I oh, don't know okay. enough about why that might be, but yeah. those cells just don't work. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the rough endoplasmic reticulum, which we can also refer to as RER, because that's how I would write it. I wouldn't necessarily keep saying that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just and if provi- you wrote RER in an exam, that wouldn't get you a mark. Well, you could if you'd already written it. If you, oh, if, okay. if you were, you know, if you had sort of written rough endoplasmic reticulum in brackets RER, you could then refer to it as RER. But they're very, very. I don't. I, I couldn't think of a question where that would be necessary. To oh, be okay. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So that's why it's called rough. Okay, and all it's doing is providing that large surface area for that protein synthesis to take place. So okay? it goes from the ribosomes or the RER mm-hmm. to the Golgi apparatus. Exactly. And then into the pink thing, what was that called again? The vesicle. So it goes from the Golgi apparatus into the vesicle and then through the cell membrane out into the body. Cool, got it, yeah. And the rough endoplasmic reticulum will also do its own little bit of processing and folding as well before it goes to the Golgi. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Brilliant. Moving on to number nine. Okay, you can just see it's the same colour as the rough endoplasmic reticulum. Yeah. Because it's basically the same stuff. It just doesn't have the ribosomes. Okay. So instead of it being rough endoplasmic reticulum, it's smooth endoplasmic reticulum. And its job is basically lipid synthesis. So instead of it making protein, that particular organelle is making fat or lipid. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the word fat and lipid, basically the same thing. Okay. Lipid is just a more scientific way of saying it. Okay, we're nearly there. We've We've talked about everything in that diagram. There's just two more organelles I'd like to talk to you about, okay? okay? And they are the other two organelles found in a plant cell that are not found in an animal cell. Cell wall and vacuole. Okay. Okay? Now, they're not in the diagram, and I'm not drawing a separate plant cell because it really isn't necessary. The cell wall would just be, uh, just imagine a thicker membrane around the outside of the cell membrane. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Just imagine that being nice, really thick, like really rigid, well structured okay Mm -hmm. and it's there around the plant cell for that extra strength that extra support and that extra protection to ensure that a plant cell can hold its shape okay and why might the plant cell need that 
more than an animal. Well, so. probably the most basic way of say of describing this would be that a plant cell can't a plant can't protect itself. It can't run away from a predator. It can't stop it. From, it can't stop itself from getting damaged. It's stuck in place and it can't do a lot. So it just gives that those cells just that little bit more protection. Oh, okay. Does that sort of make yeah. sense? That's probably yeah. the most basic way of saying it. Yeah. Um, and it's really when we talk about osmosis in a few episodes' time, you'll you'll sort of understand a little bit more that a plant cell having this cell wall around it will actually resist any chance that it will burst or shrink okay Mm -hmm. so if a plant cell fills with water too much it won't burst because it's got a cell wall to help it and it just becomes what we call turgid and again if the cell loses too much water it won't shrink it will still stay in place it will still keep its shape Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah because it's got this cell wall helping it if you were asked in an exam what is the point of the cell wall? What is the function of the cell wall? What is its job? You would talk about its strength. You would talk about the fact that it is protecting the cell and you would talk about the support that it's giving the cell. The vacuole, again, if I was to draw it, I would just draw another blank space in the cell separate with a membrane around it. Mm -hmm. Okay? And the cell uh, vacuole, very rarely is there a question about it, but it is there to basically contain a little bit of the well it contains some of the the sugar and the salts amino acids and things like that that are important for the cell basically all that combined we call that cell sap so the sticky stuff that comes out of like trees and trees stuff. and yeah. stuff like, like that that is found inside the vacuole hmm. okay that's interesting yeah it's mem- the membrane around a vacuole is called a tonoplast and again it's very much there to help the cell keep its shape as well now you've already done a little bit of this You've started linking the organelles together. Yeah. Okay? So let's just go through that step by step. Imagine that cell that you're looking at there is an insulin-producing cell from a pancreas. Okay. Okay? Yes. Where does that process start? It starts in the RER. Exactly. Well done. In the rough endoplasmic reticulum. Exactly. Let me just take it a step further back, just to add just a little bit of more yeah. um, okay. sort of context to it. The only way that a cell can make a protein is if it has the code of how to make that. That code is found on the chromosome on a gene. So in the nucleus. Mm-hmm. So do you remember we talked about RNA, RNA a little bit earlier? Yeah. yeah? Uh, that has to take the code from the DNA for how to make insulin, copy it, and then take it to the ribosome. That's probably the most basic way I can say it. There'll be a whole episode on that process. So actually, the process starts, you were right, for, in terms of your knowledge, it starts at the rough endoplasmic reticulum. Yeah. But really, it has to start in the nucleus. So it starts right in the heart of the nucleus there. Yeah. And goes down into the RER. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So once we've made that protein at the ribosome, yeah. on the rough endoplasmic reticulum, where's the next step? The Golgi. Well done. The processing. The mm-hmm. packaging. How does it get from there to there? Oh, well, in exactly the same way that it travels from the Golgi to the cell membrane, a little bit of that membrane will pinch off the end of the endoplasmic reticulum and then that uh, into a vesicle, and that vesicle will carry it to the Golgi. So at the Golgi, the processing, the packaging, the modifying, the labelling, anything that needs to be mm-hmm. done is done. Addresses, postcodes. bit like a post office. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Into the... Into the... 
roller the pink things into the pink things the vesicle the vesicle that was it and then off to the membrane yeah well done so Mm -hmm. is that good is that okay? I completely understand everything. Well done. It's just some of the names you've got to get. Some of the names, Just make yeah. sure you get those names right, okay? Yeah. Okay, Sarah, that is all the new knowledge for today's episode. How are you feeling? I feel good. I thought I might feel a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and that is how a lot of students feel after their first biology lesson, to be honest. But I feel like I understand all of it. And I don't feel stupid, so... Yeah. I feel Brilliant. pretty good about it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, so thinking about that that knowledge you've got now, the types of questions that you could be asked, I mean, they're fairly straightforward because it's our first lesson, mm-hmm. okay? So this so is... So you could be asked for sort of your basic... So the assessment objective is just basically to repeat the knowledge that you've got. So assessment yeah. objective one is to recall the facts that you know and just say the knowledge, like recall the processes, name the things, you know, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So this is what you would... Like, so in your A-level exam... These like, are the these sorts are, of questions okay. that you might get. And would it be that if you're going to get a question like, about the, the cells, yep. would that be one of the first questions? Would it be really early in the exam? Or could it come at any point? It depends on the question. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Your first question on an AS exam could be very basic about cells. Yeah. And it will be an, you know, an E-grade question and it will just be asking you to recall information and maybe a little bit of applying of a function. But you might also get, um, even in your A2 exam, where you've got a question on like the whole process of photosynthesis, it might start off with a basic organelle question asking you about the chloroplast, asking you to label it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So you might get some little one or two markers just saying, um, identify this organelle from a picture. It might be from an actual diagram. It might be from a micrograph, as I said before. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 might, it might be, and I've seen this a lot, just a picture of a cell some some of the stuff might be labeled with letters and it will say what is the what is the function of organelle x Mm. so you've got to name it you've got to know what it is but in order to get the answer you've got to say what it does i feel like that's pretty easy yeah i mean fairly standard yeah Yeah, the most basic stuff really but then like i say you might be asked to apply and that is your assessment objective two and that is about applying the, the knowledge of the functions Okay. Yes. And I'm just going to talk to you about three questions that, are, you know, are fairly good at sort of demonstrating the sorts of things that you might get. Okay. okay. So the first question is this. I'm just going to read it to you. Okay. Describe how RER is involved in the production of enzymes. So what do we know about enzymes? So enzymes are made of pro- proteins. proteins. Yeah. And what is the so, job of RER? So the RER is making it. Making what? The proteins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've <laughs> so got the RER makes a basic the question there. The enzymes. Basically, making sure you understand that an enzyme is a protein and it's the ribosome that's making the protein. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. So that would be a one mark question. My second question, I'm going to read it to you, is a two mark question. Okay. okay. A little bit harder then. Yep. Maybe. So people with mitochondrial disease have mitochondria that do not function properly. They can only exercise for a short time. Explain why. Is this a real disease? Yeah. Okay. Because the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Got it. Zero marks. (laughs) Think back to what we said What was really important about the mitochondria. What would get you the marks? It's to do with respiration. That's right. So it's where respiration takes place. And respiration releases... 
energy. So that energy is needed for the exercise, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all, like, the only way you can exercise is if your muscles contract. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for your two marks, you want to talk about what the mitochondria does, which is respiration, respiration releases energy. Right. For the exercise. Yes. And specifically for the muscles, so that you can carry out that energy, have to be able to contract. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So again, another two marker, a little bit more detail in the question. Okay, so mm-hmm. listen carefully. Human breast milk contains a lot of protein and is produced and secreted by gland cells. These cells have many mitochondria and many Golgi vesicles. Explain the role of these cell adaptations in the production and secretion of breast milk. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, thinking back to the question, human breast milk contains a lot of protein. There's your key part, Mm -hmm. okay? They produce and then secrete, which means release that breast milk from the cell. Mm -hmm. And then, so you need to make sure that you can tell me how each one is involved in the production and the secretion of breast milk. So that's the mitochondria and the Golgi? Yeah. So what does mitochondria do? Mitochondria carries out respiration. Yeah, and releases... Energy. Energy. And that energy is used to make protein. To make the protein. To make the protein. In the aria. Yeah. And then it goes to the Golgi. It goes to the Golgi. Is it because... So how are the Golgi vesicles involved? Because that's a specific part of the question. So the Golgi... Oh, they take it to the membrane. They take it to the membrane for it to be secreted or released. Yeah. Okay? Okay, yeah. And there's your two marks. So we're taking what we've learnt and we're applying it to a specific context yeah and in this context it's human breast milk i feel like a lot of it is about you have to word it in a very specific way and that's what i was saying before language is so important yeah you can't say produce energy you can only say release energy you've got to be very specific about the functions yeah yeah okay my next note is just to talk about a little bit about the synoptic element of a-level biology because what will happen at the end of your two years is you will sit three exams. Well, at AQA you do, and that's what I teach, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the third exam, paper three, has a 25-mark synoptic essay at the end. And for that essay, you're going to be given a very basic statement or question right. that allows you to draw from every area of the specification or lots of areas of the specification. So they want a holistic approach. They want you to talk about different areas and... And it actually says in the um, mark scheme to make clear links between several different topics. And what that actually means is at least four different topics. Okay. Four. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So so one of them topics could be cells? One of those topics could be cells, depending on the question. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And cells will link to lots of different topics. I've already spoke to you a little bit about transport. I've mm-hmm. already spoke, I've already mentioned respiration, I've mentioned photosynthesis. You know, cells will link into there because cells is a basic topic. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. That you will build on to be able to learn these sort of higher end topics. Yeah. At A2 or in the second year. Um, what we're going to try and do for you in this podcast each episode is to try and ensure that we spend a little bit of time talking about those links like we just did with the cells and trying to link them to different topics. So that you can see how each area of the specification can be brought into another or linked to another. So that when you're actually preparing for this essay, 
you've got a little bit of forethought about it and a little bit of something already. Yeah. Okay. And we also hope to bring you ideas of wider reading because that is really important. In order to get the really highest marks in that essay, you have to show that you have done some wider reading. We're going to give you a, a recommendation each month of two different places that you could do some wider reading. Now, just because it says wider reading, it doesn't have to be actually reading. You could be using podcasts as part of that. So there's two specific recommendations I'd like to give to you, uh, our lovely listeners today. OK, and this will be this month's recommendations. So a book that I'd like to recommend to you this month is called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by an author called Rebecca Skloot. She was a biology student herself, and her biology teacher talked to her about healer cells. Cancer cells taken from a poor black tobacco farmer without her consent that became, and I quote, the most important tools in medicine. Check it out. It's well worth it. You might also want to try a podcast called Science Versus. It's been going since about June 2016 and it is so good. I really enjoy listening to it. It basically talks about science and versus different fads, different things that are going on, different current issues that are existing in the world. Like, for instance, the whole last series has been giving people updates on information about coronavirus. You can use that as your go-to source for information about coronavirus because it's so well-researched and has such good information, okay? But there are loads of interesting episodes. They cover everything, like from acne, ghosts, obesity, keto and vegan diets, just talking about those and whether they really work. There's so many different episodes. And I'll tell you what's really strange. On October the 11th, 2019... They released an episode called Science versus Pandemic. Now, this was before there was any knowledge that coronavirus was going to become an issue. We didn't even know about coronavirus back then. And they released this episode called Science versus Pandemic. And Anthony Forsey, the president's chief medical advisor, who advises the president and is part of his coronavirus task force, was on this episode talking about what our life would be like during a pandemic. He talks about how he thinks it would be an influenza that would be the problem. They compare it to something like Ebola, which probably wouldn't cause a pandemic. And the whole episode turns into this storytelling of what a pandemic could be like months before the actual global pandemic that we are in happened. Eerie, isn't it? Mm, Yeah. Strange. I'm going to listen to that. You should. (laughs) Okay, I just want to do a roundup. You may call it Ria's Roundup of all of that sort of straightforward basic information that you need to take away from today's episode, okay? So, eukaryotic cells have a nucleus. Those sorts of cells will be animal, plant, fungi and algal cells. There are 11 organelles found in these cells that you need to be able to identify from a picture or a micrograph and know the function. Let's just quickly recap those functions. Plasma membrane or cell surface membrane allows transport in and out of the cell, has receptors that respond to hormones. That's it, okay? Number two, the nucleus contains DNA. Number three, mitochondria. It releases energy from respiration. Number four, chloroplasts. It absorbs light to carry out photosynthesis to make glucose. Golgi apparatus is number five, modifies and packages new lipids and proteins and has vesicles that pinch off the end that carries these new products to the cell membrane to be secreted. 
Number six, the lysosome. It digests cell parts. Number seven, ribosomes, protein synthesis. Number eight, rough endoplasmic reticulum. Processes and folds the proteins that provides a surface for that photosynthesis to take place because it's covered in ribosomes. Number nine, smooth endoplasmic reticulum. Lipid synthesis, but no ribosomes. Number 10, cell wall. Supports and strengthens and protects plant cells and algal cells. Number 11, vacuole. Contains cell sap. Again, just found in those plant cells and algal cells. Ensure that you know these functions and can apply this knowledge to cell specialisations. How did the nucleus escape from prison? I don't know. How did the nucleus escape from prison? Through the cell wall. (laughs) (laughs) Now, just very quickly, before we go, how could you use this information today? Well, you could just go to teachmescience.co.uk, get a copy of the cell and annotate it. Go back, listen to the podcast, annotate it with all that information. Make sure you learn it. Make yourself a cell model. Get a big piece of sugar paper. Make a big table of all the organelles. Draw a picture of it. Put the functions in. Something you can stick on your wall that will help you to remember it. Get some flashcards. Put the organelle name on one side. Put the function on the other. Test yourself. Get your mates to test you. Anything like that that will do. And then all I can say after that is exam questions. As many as you can. So, Sarah, what are your three takeaways from today's episode? Okay, my three takeaways are that the mitochondria releases energy. It doesn't produce it, it releases energy, but it produces ATP. And I don't know what ATP is. Don't matter yet. Okay, so my second point is that the, the protein is made on the ribosome at the RER. That's the rough endoplasmic reticulum. And it goes from there to the Golgi into the post office yeah that's the factory post office into little pink things which are called the vesicle and that can think you can think of that as a vehicle yeah yeah post van and it goes to the membrane sorted and my third point is really need to go and listen to that science versus podcast as soon as is that all right for a third point yeah i think so (laughs) oh was that was that the bow? Uh, the bow is for me, not for you. All right. <laughs> Put my bag down. <laughs> so that's it for our very, very first ever podcast episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. Tell everyone about us that you know might need us. Yes, yes, exactly. It's what we're here for, isn't it? Yeah. Easy, nice way to learn some science. Okay, so let's talk about where you can actually find us and talk to us on the internet. Of course, you've already mentioned it. You can go to our website, and that's teachmescience.co.uk. You can actually drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at teachmebiocast. And we also have an Instagram, so that's teachmebiologycast. Yeah, so anything at all, if you want to send us pictures of your revision... If you want to ask any questions... Yeah, send us pictures of your cell. Yep, brilliant. We, we will put it on our Instagram. We will 
help others so that they can do the same, you know, and it will help them in their process. Wider reading recommendations will be on our website for the whole month. That's teachmescience.co.uk. And that's where you can find the resources as well. Don't forget that. Yeah, if you want my lovely hand-drawn pictures. Just a little note. I teach from the AQA specification. So if you are being taught from a different specification and there is a topic that I am not covering that you need help with, let us know and we will make an episode especially for you. So I have been Sarah Matthews. And I'm Rhea Corbett. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>